Hello and thanks for listening. All opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Beyond Radio or of Morecambe Football Club. If you'd like to interact with us, you can do that on Twitter at any time by using the hashtag ShrimpsLive. And for advertising and sponsorship opportunities of both this podcast and of our full match commentaries, you can drop me an email for more details to dave.salmon at beyondradio.co.uk. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. After. And here come Wickham Wanderers with Jordan Abita. He's going to try and show a trick to Cooney. And Abita does well to get a crossing where it's oh. headed into the back of the net. And we spoke about it before the start of the game. And after 90 seconds, it's the big veteran, Adebayo Akinfenwa, who scored the opening goal of the afternoon here at the Mazuma. Abita did so well down the left-hand side. Got a yard of space, got the crossing from the byline. Four yards out, bullet header from Akinfenwa into the back of Trevor Carson's net. After two minutes, it's Morecambe nil, Wickham Wanderers one. Dave, what did I say? All he takes is half a chance and he will punish you. And that is exactly what he's done. It's a great ball in to be fair and he's found himself between the two defenders he's, he's timed it perfectly to be fair he's, he's come and met the ball crashing header off the bar into the back of the net and that is a disastrous start for Morecambe it's uh, Morecambe nil Wickham Wanderers one he's obviously been brought into the team into the starting lineup for a reason he doesn't start many games does Akin Fenwa these days but within 90 seconds he's proven exactly why Gareth Ainsworth has brought him into the 11 this afternoon. It was a great run from Abita down the left, you have to say. And a great header, bullet header, four yards out. Carson absolutely helpless, crashes in off the bar. And that is a dream start for the chair boys and a nightmare start for the shrimps. Morecambe nil, Wickham one on the edge of the box now for Wilding. And then Joan Roy Younger oh! in across goal. It takes a very slight deflection. And out it goes for a corner. Wilding with the corner towards the back. Go on! Yes! Get in there! Back of the net for the equaliser by the captain, Anthony O'Connor. Great corner from Aaron Wilding. And we have been knocking on the door for the last couple of minutes. I thought the initial shot from Ayunga uh, was goalbound. It took just a slight deflection to put it away for a corner. And a delicious delivery from Aaron Wilding on a plate, really, for Anthony O'Connor. Three yards out, nods it into the back of the net for Morecambe 1. Morecambe Wanderers 1. We're talking about big chances, Dave, and there we go. We, we take the chances. It comes excellent delivery from Aaron Wilding. A beater on the second phase, whips it in towards the penalty spot. Heads caught. The volley comes in from Grimmer. In off the post. Great volley from the Wickham Wanderers right ring back to restore the lead for the chair boys. Initial free kick was cleared by Anthony O'Connor, but the second phase, it's a beater who set up the first. He set up the second as well. It fell for Grimmer and he unleashed a right-footed volley from 15 yards out. In off the far post, past the despairing dive of Trevor Carson to make it on 53 minutes. Morecambe 1, Wickham Wanderers 2. Anthony Stewart, sloppy in possession there. That allows Arthur Nahua to slip the ball into the path of 
Cole Stockton who's going to drive it towards oh, goal. Halfway, I am just going to tap it in shortly. Yes, get in there! Does tap it in on the rebound. There's the equaliser on the hour mark for the Shrimps. Good play initially from Arthur Nahua to dispossess the central defender, Anthony Stewart. Into the edge of the box was Cole Stockton. His low drive was palmed out by Stockdale. And there's Jonah Ayunga poaching from three yards out to score his third goal of the season and level things up here at the Mazuma on the hour. Morecambe 2, Wickham Wanderers 2. It's a fierce drive from Cole Stockton, wasn't it? Stockdale couldn't quite keep it into his chest. And there was Jonah Ayunga ready to pounce on the back post. And he's in there in the position, right place, right time to pull Morecambe back on level terms the second time this afternoon it's Morecambe 2 Wickham Wanderers 2 I'm so delighted for Jonah Younger I think he deserves a goal this afternoon brilliant Morecambe came off the bench to score in the return fixture at Adams Park earlier in the season and he scored again here at the Mazuma the foot was left in there on Shane McLaughlin referee allows play to continue it's a great Ayunga. ball Paul Stockton Go on. get on it yeah score his 20th goal of the season what a breakaway that was Halfway line was Shane McLaughlin. We thought the referee might blow for a foul. Instead, it went to Jonah Younger on the right-hand side, and he lofted it towards the penalty area. And there was Cole Stockton, just where we wanted him, unmarked, six yards out, and he steers it past David Stockdale to score his 20th goal of the season. And after 66 minutes, what about that? Morecambe 3, Wickham Wanderers 2. Oh my goodness me, that ball in from Jonah Younger was absolutely on a plate for Cole Stockton. Great ball across from Big Jonah, and that was Cole Stockton. That is lovely from Cole Stockton, and that is the 20th goal. Yes, you heard me right, 20th goal for the big man in all competitions. Get in there, it's 3-2 Morecambe. What a ball from Jonah Younger, he's had his critics this season. Some of those have been justified, you have to say. But in the last few games, he has really pulled his socks up. He's made one. He scored one. And that was a delicious assist. And out towards Horgan on the right-hand side. What a three points that is for Stephen Robinson's men. As referee Ben Toner brings proceedings to a close here at the Mazuma. Stephen Robinson punches the air in delight. Hugs Dermot O'Carroll inside the technical area. And that could be a season-defining result in Morecambe Football Club's League One debut season. They have beaten the league leaders here at the Mazuma by three goals to two. Reaction to the action. This is the Shrimp's Verdict on Beyond Radio. I think we thoroughly deserved. You know, uh, it's been common. You know, I thought we played really, really well on Tuesday night against Wigan without our just rewards. Our performance at Spurs, our comeback against Doncaster, you know, there's a, there's a real belief growing, a confidence starting to grow in each other as well and starting to really get to know each other. I think the new signings have helped. Oh, I think that was Jonah Younger's best performance of the season, him, Arthur and, and Cole. When you have forwards that lead the line like that and travel up the pitch and you add the, the steel that we showed because you're dealing with a side top of the league. They're not top of the league by accident. They're a terrific side. I think they've got a very, very good manager and you can see how much the players play for them, the desire. They showed that in the, the away game when they came back from the dead. So the game was never over until the last seconds, but we've we seen it out and you know the character we've shown today will be massive going forward. Great character, as you say, because you, you were behind twice. Yeah, and you know maybe early on in the season we would have crumbled. 
you know, I don't know if it's a coincidence, but we've we've moved to the ground. We we train together now. We're, we change together, which hasn't been the case before in, in our previous training um, ground. So maybe there's a little bit of togetherness. There's a better atmosphere around the football club. And you can see that people are starting to get to know each other, albeit six months later than we wanted to. But when you put a brand new squad together, as we have done, uh, I think it's real positives come. As I say, I think the new signings have helped us. A couple more to boost the squad because we're quite thin would be good. Um, but listen, they deserve every plaudit they get today. Great performances all round. You mentioned John Younger there. How pleased were you for him to get his goal and to create the, the winner for Cole? Yeah, we've been. I see what he does every day in training, and we know what a talent he is. He complicates his game sometimes. He tries things he shouldn't done, shouldn't do. He should just keep it simple because simplicity is genius. And when he does that, he's a very, very good player at this level, and he's a humble one. We're hoping Jonah will build on that now. If you you know look at a strike force, him and Cole and Arthur, Arthur, Arthur was terrific again today as well. Then you know we've got a real, real threat up front with you know I think a back four that. Is, is starting to really gel together and work together and speak together and hopefully get the rewards of that. You mentioned the back four. Anthony O'Connor finally seems to have a partner that he can really rely on in Jacob Beddow between them. They were excellent. They were very, very good. Uh, you know, I thought the whole back four. Um, Greg is, I think Greg's been terrific. You know, in uh, Ryan Cooney has come in today, done very, very well in, in Ryan McLaughlin's absence. So that we've, we're building on things. Um, we won't get too carried away. It's a terrific result against a very, very good side. It was a great performance midweek as well. You were so unlucky. So, at the minute, things seem to be going very much the right direction. Yeah, they are. And it's it's up to us to maintain that. It doesn't happen by accident. There's a lot of hard work goes into that, a lot of preparation and, and the, the attitude and character that the boys showed. And they can't come in and expect to win games and turn up and think it'll just happen again. It's that hard work and that work ethic and discipline. That one is that today. You know, as I say, I was never comfortable until the final whistle because... As I say, I've repeated myself a few times with the character Wickham have, the talent they have and how much they play for each other. It's always going to go right to the wire. And, you know, I'm proud of the boys today and it's something to build on. How big a win was it for you and for the club and for the team? I think people have stayed with us because they can see it building. They can see what we inherited. Um, you, you don't sign 19 players and gel them together. It's, it's an impossible job in some people's eyes, but you know, hopefully we continue to prove people wrong. Um, start climbing the table with performances like the last two. The last four, in fact, because you have to include Spurs and Doncaster in that win. We were down and out. And there is character in this side. There's boys at Kerr. And if they show that fight and spur, then we've got a chance. Maybe a couple more signings for next week's game against Accrington? Yeah, we're light on numbers. Um, you were, we're desperate to get two people in, a little bit more pace up front and, and possibly another defender, but that's easier said than done. You know, you have to bring in what's better than what you've got or different than what you've got, and, and that's proven to be extremely difficult, but we'll keep, we'll keep battling to see if we can do that because we certainly need a couple more to see us through. It'll be a nice weekend for you and for the fans as well. Yeah, no midweek game, so no doubt Martin Foy will be on the phone with about another 100 players to look at. So, um, well, look, we'll enjoy tonight. I think the players really, really deserve this. Um, they'll enjoy this evening and Sunday, and we'll get back to work again Monday to prepare for another big game. Well, Stephen, a great win today. Well done. Cheers. Thank you. We'll talk about Steve, um, season-defining results, Stephen. Is it, is, is it fair to say that that's what's happened today? Um, listen, it's only three points if it was six points maybe, but I think the manner of the performances recently have been very good. You know, we, we stopped passing the ball for a period of time there for, you know, maybe four weeks and that disappointed me because that's not what I want to do. We're not a very good team when we go long. We're a good team when we play, when we land on the ball, we've got good footballers. Add the work rate and desire that we've shown in the last four games, then as I say, you've got a chance to climb out of this. But to beat a team of Wickham's calibre, they're top of the table beyond the halfway point. That's by no fluke. Very, very good side. But good manager, as I repeat myself. Um, and, you know, I think the boys' belief will grow. Results 
give belief and, and it's certainly a, a result that will give players large belief tonight. I suppose it adds to that frustration to an extent, doesn't it, that we couldn't beat Crew, but we can beat top of the table, but we've shown that we can beat anybody. Yeah, we can. Look, and stats, stats are stats, but... You know, and the only one that fans really care about is the the end product and the result. And you know, in this game, it's emotional. When you lose, you're rubbish. When you win, you're brilliant. Um, that's not been the case in the vast majority of occasions. We've been punished by a good, good level of player, um, good clubs, and we've been building towards, I think, performances and results like this because, you know, we needed more players in. We knew we would have to get the Christmas to strengthen the squad and. If we continue to do that with another couple and, and show that desire, who knows? Who knows what we're going to achieve? We've known that we're not far away, and it, I don't know. You say with Trevor and, and Jacob and, and the others, hopefully coming through the door as well. It's that extra 10, 15 percent that could make all the difference. Yeah, it's that extra bit of quality as well. You know, it's as I say, when you, you come in the door to sign 19 players, it's just putting a squad together. Um, you know, we've targeted people, we've lost people, we've missed out on people, and every club will be the same. And we're certainly not the agent's first call on the list, or, or the, we're not getting the financial rewards perhaps they get elsewhere. But, you know, we we know we need a couple more to, to see us through to the end of the season with a COVID situation. You never know what's going to happen. But there's, there's a momentum and there's a belief in results gain more belief and I believe that result today gives the players a belief in each other and the team and just finally Stephen no, no Ryan McLaughlin today what news on him just uh, you know he wasn't well today so we'll assess him again next week I think he's, Ryan's been absolutely brilliant for us in, in whatever position we play him in so hopefully he'll be available but I think we have to mention Ryan Cooney as well you know he's he's been patient he needs to be fitter but he you know he showed what a good player he is and what we think of him and you know when you've got that that competition for places between the two runs and it certainly bodes well for the future enjoy the wing gaffer thank Cheers. you well Jonah a great 3-2 win today of the league leaders on the, on the start of the uh, day so your thoughts on the game first um, massive win for us it was a little bit overdue due to the performance at Wigan and then the performance here today I think we deserve the three points that's you probably one of your best performances in Morecambe shirt I'd say I'd say so yeah like been tough recently, not getting the goals that I want, but happy to get one today. Like been waiting a long while for it to come, and happy again. We scored against Wickham in the reverse fixture, and you yeah. scored again today. So that's two of your three goals against them. And uh, you don't didn't only just score today; you set up the winner as well for Cole. Yeah, no, happy to happy to impact the game positively, get a goal, get an assist, and obviously the win's the main thing. But the way we defended the lead once we went ahead was unbelievable. Like they put us under a lot of pressure, long balls. Don't think. Akin Fenwa lost the header all day, so dealing with that in the right way, like the boys defended very well. You knew you had to against the Wickham side, they never say die, do they? No, they keep going like at their place. Like today's obviously a bit of revenge for that, obviously a harsh loss to them at theirs, so happy with it. For the team, how big a win was that for the dressing room? It is big to get the rewards we think we deserve because performances since the second half of Doncaster have been a lot, lot better than in recent weeks. and. We've not got the three points perhaps we deserve, but we've got it today and hopefully we can kick on from there. Yeah, because Tuesday against Wick, uh, Wigan, you lost the game. But I mm. thought you were excellent for, for most of it. Yeah, no, we dominated the game and if not for just lapses in concentration at the first the first half and then a couple of tough decisions for their goal and then not getting the penalty as well in the second half. So things haven't been going for us, but today, I wouldn't exactly say things went for us, but we dug deep and made sure we got the result. Talking of your season, you burst on the scene against Blackburn in the Carabao Cup early on in the league. Mm-hmm. Then a couple of injuries and now you're just beginning to find your feet again, I think. Yeah, it's, it's been up and down for me personally, but hopefully picking up form at the right time now with, what is it, 19 games to go. Like It's all to play for still. The boys, everyone believes we can get it done, so we've got everything to play for. 
have you got to carry that belief now into into those 19 games and, and take you away from where you are on the table? Yeah, performances have been good in the last three, four, so we just got to carry on with that. Obviously, it's all about the results, but I think we're defending so much better than we were in the first half of the season now with Jacob and uh, Carson coming in, so just got to keep the performances going and get the results we deserve. Yeah, your new signings in January seem to have made a real difference so far, maybe a couple more coming in as well. The team looks to be gelling far better and uh, hopefully improving those performances. Yeah, hopefully like, hopefully everyone can see how together the boys are, like encouraging each other, covering for each other, defending, throwing their bodies on the line, Like that's what it's going to take, so... Hopefully that continues. It's the Shrimps Verdict podcast. What an afternoon it's been here at the Mazuma Stadium, where it finished in League One, Morecambe 3. Wickham Wanderers to the Chairboys coming to the Mazuma today, top of the League One table. And we have proven that if we said it before the game, if we give our best, nobody can have any complaints regardless of the result. And we gave our best this afternoon. We left it all on the field. And we got our just rewards. Hello from Dave Salmon. Uh, thank you, as ever, uh, for your ears and downloads of this podcast. We always appreciate it. Joined, as ever, uh, by uh, Matt Smith. And um, Matt, we thoroughly deserved the win this afternoon. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, I think their gaffer said um, said that in a nutshell after the game. We were just tremendous. Um, again, it was a really test of character going down uh, one nil so early on in the game, but. We, like we said in comms, you know, we stuck to what we're good at. We didn't panic, we didn't lose our heads, and we reaped the rewards. And, and even in the second half, you know, going two-one down after eight minutes of the second half, again stuck to what we're good at. Didn't panic and um, come away with a, a three-two win, which was a, a thoroughly deserved victory for the Shrimps. We thought when that goal went in after 93 seconds, it was written in the stars almost that Akinfenor was going to score. No Sam Vokes. For Wickham Wanderers, he would have led the line. I think he's still recovering from a positive COVID test. But as soon as we saw his name on the team sheet, it was like he's going to give us a headache today. And, and, and so it proved. He just had the run on his man, didn't he? And, and a great header and a dreadful start for us. It was a great header, you know. Um, great ball in to find him. He kind of sandwiched himself between the two defenders, didn't he? And uh, really good technique to, to get the power um, from that position on, onto the ball. And obviously, uh, I think it crashed off the crossbar and into yeah. the net. Yeah. And uh, yeah, um, then I think by that point the shrimps had it all to do, but we, we did it. You know, we did that and more, and, and it was a, an excellent response from Stephen Robinson's men. And based on the last couple of performances, it's it's been coming. Um, should have got a result on on Wigan out of our hands that we didn't. Um, so you know, the fact that we've picked up all three points today against top of the table is is absolutely huge. It's going to be absolutely enormous for, for, for the morale of the squad. I think the morale was pretty high anyway, actually, given how we've been playing over the last couple of weeks. But the way the game went, what impressed me more than anything was the fact that we stuck to our game plan. And despite the fact we were 1-0 down, then we got back in, then obviously they went 2-1 up. That was a good finish, by the way, from Jack Grimmer to a volley in off the far post. But we didn't panic. And as Stephen Robinson said in his post-match, earlier in the season, we may have crumbled and lost it 3 or 4 one pass, but we didn't we, we kept going and we got our just rewards yeah and it's just like you say it's, it's a positive signs of the morale and, and the confidence within the squad at the minute um, and that's just testament to the lads of how they performed in the, in the last month or so in, in individual games um, like we say a, a win has been coming and we, we absolutely deserve the three points today uh, I couldn't be happier for, for the players, the staff, but also the fans. You know, the fans have stuck by this team through thick and thin, through through the ups and downs of this season so far. Um, and you could see at the end just how much it meant to them. 20 goals for Cole Stockton now, Matt. 
he's going to be on the radar, isn't he, of, of, of football clubs. The last week of the transfer window, he has to be. I know, I know the gaffer has said there's not been any calls or inquiries, but come on. Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, long may that continue. You know, let's let's keep those inquiries at bay. But Absolutely. When, when you're scoring 20 goals in all competitions, um, it's natural that you're going to have some level of interest. Whether or not interested clubs do come forward with a bid is a different question. But yeah, you'd expect there to be um, to, to be certain degree of interest in Cole, and that's just because of the way that he's been playing this season. You know, he's been incredible for for, for Morecambe to get 20 goals at any level. Um, it is quite something yeah. and, and the fact he's done it for Morecambe in League One this season a lot of people wrote him off before the season it even started and he's just continuously answering his, his critics isn't he um, so again brilliant to see and long may that continue Talking of critics Matt Jonah Ryan has had plenty over the season some of them you would say by his own admission justified he, he didn't get back to the form and the heights that we knew he could do when he watched him against Blackburn Rovers earlier on in the season in the League Cup we knew we had a player on our hands he then got his injury, fought his way back, and it's taken him a long time to get back up to speed, but he's slowly worked his way back into a bit of form, and by a mile for me, his best game in the Morecambe shirt. I thought he was absolutely terrific. Yeah, and, and he agreed, obviously, in his post-match interview. Um, I thought he was tremendous uh, in every aspect of his game. You know, created chances, his hold-up play was terrific, brought others into play, obviously got the goal, got the assist for, for Cole's winner. Um, so, just all-round excellent performance from Jonah uh, and I couldn't be happy for him you know he's a great lad he works hard in training um, so he's certainly reaping the rewards of, of that hard work and yeah thoroughly deserves it and he was a massive part of, of our victory today and at the back as well Jacob Beddo looks looks a class act doesn't he and that to me is twofold one obviously it strengthens our defence just by having a good player in there but also it's making Anthony O'Connor play better because he knows he's got a partner who he can trust. Definitely, and, and that's, that's the confidence that new signings that hit the ground running can instil on a team. You know, since Trevor and, uh, and Jacob have arrived, everyone said, you know, it's almost like the squad's been lifted a little bit. Um, you, you can relax a little bit more when you do know you've got that quality behind you and obviously in Anthony O'Connor's um, position, obviously just to his side so yeah two, two excellent players who, who've hit the ground running and it, again testament to the hard work um, you, you don't hit the ground running at a new club by just you know walking through training sessions and, and just like you know well just not giving 100% and that's exactly what they're doing and that's why they're having the effect that they are on, on, on the team That's the thing for me Matt it's if we play with that intensity and that determination and desire to want to win games of football, we are going to be okay. There's no question about that. We've proved we can beat the best in the top of the table. Today, we've done that. It's just, for 19 games now, it's that desire, that determination, that will to win, and not leaving anything in the dressing room. And if we do that, and we do our absolute best, nobody's going to have any complaints, regardless of which way things might develop in the next few months. Yeah, you know, we, we said it in comms, all we can do is our best, and... As long as you do that, you, you, you know, you've, you've answered your critics, haven't you, straight away. By giving your all out on the pitch, if you leave everything out there, there's not much more that you can do as players and as a team. And the, the last you know, four or five games or so, we, we've seen exactly that and, and certainly reap the rewards of it this afternoon. And hopefully, um, if we maintain that level of performance and, and effort and work rate going forwards, then we'll see a few more points on the table as well. And another couple of um, <clears throat> high-pitched... <laughs> 
<laughs> um, get in the back of the nets for the uh, Matt Smith collection. The ever-growing Matt Smith collection. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's one of those. I always try and tell myself, right, remain professional, try and it's, keep it's, calm, it's but it's just what it does to you. <laughs> you know, um, and, and the build-up, like we say, of missing out narrowly on, on results in the past couple of weeks. I think it all just comes to a head, doesn't it? Um, and like I say, part of it is obviously the excitement of what's going on, but the other part is just pure elation that these lads and these staff and the players are getting what they deserve. Because again, you know, amazing performance against Wigan. Came away with nothing. We deserve something. So today it's gone one step further. Amazing performance all out. And we've come away with three points and that's just what it means to you. Different test next week, Matt. Looking forward to the Lancashire Derby all the same, though. Oh, 100%, yeah. Um, Again, a derby, cliche, form goes out of the window. Um, But if we can apply what we've applied on the pitch... Um, that we have in the past couple of weeks there's no reason why we can't come away from the Wham Stadium with three points um, obviously it was a bit of a feisty affair wasn't it uh, quite an entertaining goal fuelled match earlier in the season at the Mazuma so hopefully we can get that similar level of entertainment and, and also come away with a win now no midweek game this week Morecambe next in action next Saturday the big Lancashire derby away at Accrington Stanley in League One really looking forward to that full match commentary of course as ever on Beyond Radio we'll be live on your radio on FM and on DAB Plus across North Lancashire and South Cumbria myself and Matt Smith from 2.45 we'll look forward to your company then ahead of the game I've been talking to Peter Leatham Peter is the chairperson of the official Accrington Stanley Supporters Trust. Now, we know all about the fantastic work that the Shrimps Trust do uh, with Morecambe Football Club. Similar story, of course, uh, for Accrington and trusts right up and down the country within professional football. I've had a good chat with Peter about the work that they do uh, with the club. And, of course, Peter, a lifelong Accrington Stanley fan as well. And the ideal person to get the full lowdown on John Coleman's men ahead of our trip to the Crown Ground next Saturday. So, Peter, thanks very much for coming on the podcast. We uh, really appreciate it. Uh, firstly, we know the work that the Shrimps Trust do and, and the fantastic uh, relationship that they have with the club. But tell us all about the official Accrington Stanley Supporters Trust and your work within that. Sure. Uh, we're quite an active trust. We're fortunate in that we've got a an owner who is very transparent and receptive to both ideas and engagement with the fan base. So... Uh, you know, you look at a lot of clubs who have problems with uh, interaction with, with their football clubs. We are exactly the opposite, really. Andy Holt welcomes interaction. We have a very open relationship with both the football club via the MD, Dave Burgess, and also uh, and Andy himself. We have a, a memorandum of understanding in place, which is a formal document between both parties, which sets out the, the rules of engagement, shall we say. And uh, it works very well. You know, we uh, we raise a lot of funds to help support our supporters' um, enjoyment of games, really, I suppose. Andy Holt, of course, Peter, he's well known within football circles, isn't he, for being, I, oh. suppose, one, I suppose, one of the good guys. And, and there's not many chairman of professional football clubs these days who are that approachable no andy is exactly what you see and you know what you what you see is what you get he's very very down to earth very open talks a lot of common sense obviously we know there's a lot of issues around football we've been part of the sort of process of the fan-led review both andy directly to to tracy coach and myself by the uh, football supporters association and um 
you know, he talks he talks more sense than the majority. You know, he knows the, the issues. He knows potentially how to solve them. As I say, he's fed a lot of good information into into tracing the team, and uh, and we're hopeful that this next uh, this next summer we'll see some positive steps in uh, in addressing some of the major problems with the uh, with the game because you know they're, they're certainly their fault to see us fans of Derby and Charlton and Rochdale and all and Blackpool, etc., etc., etc. Will uh, will testify. There are certainly a lot of rogue owners out there. I suppose it's an argument for another time whether the fit and proper person's test it is actually fit for purpose. I, I, it doesn't, in some, certain cases, I suppose it doesn't appear to be that way, but yeah. certainly it helps significantly, Peter, doesn't it, when you do have that good ownership in place, the rest of the pieces of the puzzle then all slot together. It makes a massive difference. You know, the, the, the game currently, or the, the structure EFL Premier League is, is broken at the moment. There's no question about that. And if something isn't done to to address the issues, then we're probably going to go off the end of a cliff, I'm being honest. You know, probably the vast majority of football league clubs are unsustainable and, and you know, there's, there's enough money in the game. It's just, it's just all in sick clubs, unfortunately, at the moment. And until that's sorted out, you know, there'll, there'll be continuing issues down the pyramid, unfortunately. But, you know, Andy's sees it from the opposite angle. He's coming to... It's coming to football ownership not by choice. You know, he never set out to own a club and certainly not Accrington Stanley, but he did it out of a feeling of, of community yeah. because at the time he, he was asked to look at it, had he not stepped in, then the chances of Accrington Stanley being being here now probably weren't that great. Mm. Um, and he's done it to preserve the community and the football uh, club as an asset for the uh, for the town of Accrington. And, and you know, many uh, uh, plaudits, you know, to him for doing that, really. And stadium developments as well, Peter. It's been a couple of years since I last visited, but since then, lots of work has been going on. I don't think you'd recognise the place, Dave. To be honest, right. it's, it's in the same place, uh, which is which is which is a one positive. Um, but you know, being being blunt, we had a football stadium that wasn't fit for purpose. Uh, you know, when I first started watching Stanley back in two thousand two, two thousand and three, it was it was no better than an average non league ground, which which of course in those days it was. And as the club has, has moved up the pyramid, you know, uh, quite quickly in 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 some instances, the infrastructure hasn't gone with it. You know, we have a we had and probably still have a full-time office staff of no more than about six or seven people you know we haven't got massive departments you know we have a very very small media you know a very very small md and so on and so forth uh you know it's, it's a very flat structure within the ground but the the stadium itself in terms of development you know needed bringing up to standard you know we had stupid situation where somebody switched a show on the floodlights go off and stupid things like that you know it just wasn't everything was done on a shoestring and therefore it wasn't uh, it just wasn't done correctly which is what andy set out to do you know everything he's done he's done belt and burst he's done properly done so it will stand the test of time and and has some uh you know, some longevity built into all, all the structures he put in place. I suppose Morecambe and Accrington in that regard, Peter, are on similar paths, aren't they? It's all about having, like you say, that infrastructure in place yeah. to be a sustainable football club. It's not just about the 25 home games a season for revenue. Yeah. The stadium has to bring the money in 365 days a year. Yeah, we have a new um, supporters bar and hospitality lounge opening in March, um, which is behind where where the main stand is. Effectively, you know, probably from your days, you remember a couple of porter cabins stuck on the front. One of which was an office, one of which was a shop, and I think there was a third one which was a 
I won't say a word boardroom, but that's 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 where we put visiting directors. <laughs> I, I'm to be honest, they're awful. You know, they leaked, you know, the holes in the floor, holes in the ceiling, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They've now been replaced by a, an all singing, all dancing permanent structure, not over the top in terms of size, but extremely appropriate for Accrington. You know, and you know, we, we know what we are, we know what we've got to play with. Uh, you know, we, we don't want to build a white elephant, we want something that's going to be used. And, um, you know, this will very much fit that bill, I think, really, as, as have the other facilities, really, to be honest. Now, you're chairman of the trusts then, Peter. I, I suppose, yeah. from your point of view, it, it's, it is all about that relationship between the fan base and the club. And, and if, if that's as strong as it can possibly be, then, uh, as we've said, the rest of the pieces of the puzzle just all, all kind of slot into place. But it's vitally important that you get that good relationship and you maintain it. It must be it must be awful to be in a club where you can't get any airtime with your owners. If I'm being honest, you know you're, you're in a lot of clubs who are struggling to find time. They've got problems. They can't talk to people, and, and you know we are exactly the opposite end of that spectrum. And we, and we are forever thankful for that. Don't get me wrong, but uh, you know all our conversations with the club are about you know how can we help you? You know what projects do we need to finance next? Um, you know, we obviously have conversations around pricing and ticketing and day-to-day issues, but there's certainly nothing major where we're anywhere near loggerheads with the football club. You know, we, we, we're, all, we're all on the same journey, we're all on the same path, and we're all travelling in the same direction. And I think that's that's testament to Andy by managing expectation. You know, any, any um, forum we have with the football club, and we have sort of three or four year open fans forums with Andy Holtz and Dave Burgess and whatever, and, and John Corbyn and Jimmy Bell, for that matter, you know, every question will get answered. Now, fans might not like the, the answer they get, but they will get an answer. You know, there's, there's, no, there's no mystery, you know, so this is what we're going to do. This is why we're going to do it. And people tend to understand and buy into that because, they, you know, they, they understand the journey the, uh, the club's on. And it's the little things that matter as well, isn't it? It's things like away travel and yeah. the Shrimps Trust, for example, yeah. paid for some technology and some new camera equipment and, and yep. gold cams for, for yep. the media yep. team at the Mazuma yep. this season. It's those little tiny things that, again, make that big difference. Absolutely. You know, over, over the years, we financed, well, the, the big screen in the corner of the ground we, that the Supporters Trust financed. Uh, we did work on the fan zone. We put televisions on there. We've done pitch covers. We've done GPS vests for the players. We're just about to buy two lighting rigs for the pitch. Uh, and it's, it goes on and on, you know, there's, we've probably, over the last four or five years, done about 150 grand's worth of expenditure for the football club. Wow. Uh, and we're fortunate to be able to raise funds and we do it through a variety of means. We sell our wonderful uh, match badges every home league game. We sell, we sell a match badge, we'll have one for the Morgan fans in a couple of weeks' time. We run the away travel, which we don't make a fortune out of, but, you know, it, it covers its cost, which is the main thing. We run a shop in conjunction with the football club in Accrington Market, which we staff with volunteers. Uh, you know, we do a number, a number of things to help uh, help raise our profile. We organise the annual golf day. We organise the end-of-season presentation dinner uh, and things like that. So we have, we have some big events as well, but there's, there's an awful lot goes on. An awful lot goes on. Now, Accrington have been a League One football club, Peter, for, uh, well, I suppose you would say an established club in the third tier now and how have you found on the pitch this season compared to other seasons because obviously ourselves being the first of uh, our first season in in league one 
I think we came into the season not quite knowing what to expect in terms of the standard and and and, and everything else that goes with being a League One side. So, how has it compared this season to previous campaigns? Um, it's been a bit of a muchness in some respects. Obviously, standing mid table, which most people would settle for. You know, we're, we're a small club in terms of budget, probably 23rd or 24th in terms of money spent in, in, in players on the pitch. And yet we got used to the club sort of overpunching its weight, you know, in reality. You know, we should never got promoted from League Two with a, you know, with, a, with the lowest budget in the league, but we did. Uh, you know, we should never have survived in League, in league One with the lowest budget in the league, but we did. You know, we should never have had our highest ever league finish last season, but we did. Uh, you know, so this season, who knows? You know, we currently sit in 10th position. One thing you do realise is that anybody on their day can beat anybody else. Oh, generally. Yeah. Uh, no question about that. You know, so there's always surprises. Certainly with the, the challenges of the last two years, with clubs having a lot of uh, fixture disruption, shall we say, for a variety of reasons. You end up, you know, we, we had to play something like 30 games in the last... 15 weeks of the season like last, you know, we, we really got caught out. We were badly hit the previous October. Uh, and without that, we could have easily pushed for the playoffs. But the, the, unfortunately, the fixture congestion and a relatively small squad size caught up with us. And it will do the same again to one or two clubs this season. Obviously, we're going to have a lot to play, but they've probably got the strongest squad in the league. They've probably certainly got the most expensive squad in the league. Yeah. Uh, it's obviously being pushed with, with Sunderland and Rotherham but recent weeks you know we, we got beat by Wigan the away game was called off we beat Rotherham first time they lost in 20 games on Boxing Day we took a point off Sunderland last week with 10 men uh, you know normally you'd expect us to lose that but you know anything can happen anything can happen that all makes for an interesting they're always interesting you know the games between the two sides aren't they Peter really home, <laughs> home or away lots of history Lots of connections, of course, and I suppose next Saturday is going to be no different. Well, hopefully it's going to be no different and uh, we're going to have another great encounter. Yeah, I would hope so. You know, you, you, as I say, you just never know what to expect from one week to the next, really. Um, you know, we, we went and beat uh, Fleetwood 5-1 on the Saturday and then lost at home to Wimbledon on the Tuesday night, I'm albeit in a, in a howling gale and, and, you know, very, very wet conditions, which made playing football very, very difficult, but it just threw the form book out the window. So at the end of the day, it's 90 minutes, it's 11 versus 11. You know, I, I hope that Stanley prevail, but any, 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 anything, anything wouldn't surprise me. A very entertaining 3 all draw at the Mazuma all the way back in September. It, it seems almost a lifetime ago since, uh, since, since the reverse fixture. It was a topsy-turvy game. We had a player sent off. It could have gone either way. Yep. One of those games where I suppose either side afterwards would say, well, we probably deserve the three points there. So uh, yeah. we've had some really boring nil-nils, haven't we, on the field in seasons? Uh, absolutely. absolutely. I, I, that was a cracker. I, I remember a spectacular nil-nil about must League Two, probably, I don't know, 2012-2013, when Morecambe absolutely pulverises the 90 minutes. And our goalkeeper, Ian Dunbabin, had an absolute world in and culminated, I think, was saving a penalty in the last five minutes from them. And we deserved absolutely nothing from that, but we've got to go, you know. So, like you say, any, anything could happen, really. Now, for people who perhaps weren't at the home game or, or may have forgotten, because I say it was, it was way back in September, give us a bit of a flavour and a bit of a lowdown on the team on the pitch this season, Peter. So, uh, formations, players to watch, what do we need to know? Yeah, we we sort of tend to go with a 
with a four four one two really. Um, oh, sorry, four four two one in in reality. Um, not the right. No, that's that's too many, isn't it? We balance it out. Um, but we we t- try. We'll try and play football. We'll certainly try and play it from the back. Uh, you know, Michael Nottingham is very comfortable with the ball at his feet. Um, through midfield, Harry Pell and uh, unfortunately Seamus Keneally, our captain, will probably be missing. He's been missing for the last few weeks. And another big miss for us in midfield this season has been Joe Pritchard, who's unfortunately probably one of our, our most creative players at the start of the season. But uh, uh, we've, we've got Matt Butcher, we've still got Sean McKelmore going strong. Uh, a name familiar to you guys, John O'Sullivan's played the last few weeks as a sort of wide, wide right, um, sort of wing-back stroke, stroke role and played quite effectively. And obviously Colby Bishop up front is a handful for any uh, for any defence, really. Um, so, you know, it's... Um, We've been, we've been playing. We've been playing quite well. We've been, we've been good a squad as we've had for a while. If I'm being honest, uh, as I say, tr- try to play football. Try to play it the right way. Keep the ball on the floor, um, and and hopefully it brings uh, it brings results for us. Yeah, we were certainly. I was impressed with Matt Butcher in midfield on, on the reverse fixture. Michael Nottingham at the back, like you say, an absolute yeah. colossus at this level as well. And and of course the, the goal scoring ability of Colby Bishop. Yeah. He's a proper yeah. poacher, isn't he? He scored two poachers yeah. finish. Finishes against yeah. us in the uh, in the in the return game. Uh, Dion Charles, of course, that was a bit of a long drawn out saga, wasn't it? What did you make of that before he finally left the football club? It was inevitable he was going to go. It was unfortunate the way that he went. Um, in that, you know, I think there was a, a gentleman's agreement that he would he would sign a contract if he didn't get sold in uh, in, in August, which he didn't. Uh, sign a contract with the understanding he will probably still go either in January or at the end of the season when the right offer came along. And unfortunately, he failed to do that. So at that stage, you know, John Coleman and Andy Hull chose, chose not to play him, which is fine. You know, no, no players big in the club. No. But it, it, it did leave us a, a forward short, effectively, uh, in that respect. Um, and we've had a number of players sort of playing just behind Colby Bishop with a lad on loan from Burnley who unfortunately has gone back with an injury for the season so he won't be around with a lad another under 23 on loan from uh, West Brom who's just gone back there mm. so so I'm fairly confident we'll probably end up with another forward coming in before the end of the window uh, having said that you know the, the the sort of number 10 role or playing in the hole we've had a number of players have supported Colby Bishop and it seems to work to okay in general but I think we're still need another goal scorer in there one player that has uh, I didn't mention before who has been playing very, very well and, and really looks a decent signing for us, a lad called Ethan Hamilton, yeah. who came, came in from Peterborough, uh, very, very good on the ball, great engine, box-to-box midfield player, happy to run at people and go past people and has a decent shot on him as well. So he's one to uh, to, to keep an eye on. And ones to, to watch out for from our point of view, Peter. I suppose you, you've got to be worried about Cole Stockton. We are keeping everything, fingers, toes, everything crossed, he's still going to be a Morecambe player on the 1st of February. The yeah, clubs say right. no interest, no calls, no offers, anything yet, but it's the window, everything can change in the blink of an eye, can't it? But 19 it, it, goals, it, it, it's, it's one to watch for sure. It's a great return and obviously he's been banging them in from, well, say all players, his halfway line in some cases. <laughs> but I remember seeing Stockton play for Tranmere, I think it was, at Stanley, a number of years ago, and I and, and he, he he battered our two centre halves then, 
I remember saying to Jimmy Bell at the time, he looks a bit of a handful, I think. And obviously, he's, uh, I forget where he went from Tranmere. Did he go straight from Tranmere to Morecambe or did he go somewhere else in between? But in Carlisle, Hart yeah, for yeah, a spell. Yeah. So he obviously probably probably went down before he came back up again, you know, in, in some respects. And fair play to him. You know, he's, he's certainly uh, found, found his niche and he's proven to be a handful in League One. And uh, as I say, well, well done to him. And obviously, he's one to, uh, to keep an eye on Saturday. We're just hoping, creeping everything across, that he's still going to be a more player in a couple of weeks' yeah, time. Yeah, but no, uh, you score 19 goals, uh, there's yeah. going to be interest. There's bound to be interest. It, it's, it's business is business. I mean, as as well we both know, Peter, at this level, uh, you're always susceptible for losing your better players in transfer yeah. windows. And that's just the nature of the beast, I suppose. Well, you know, Morecambe, like Stanley, will be a selling club. Every player will have the price. If somebody comes in with the right money at the right time, then players will go. And, you know, that's what, that's the model we set up to, you know, to operate with. You know, we will get players who've fallen out of academies or whose careers are going backwards. We'll, we'll, we'll give them a platform. You know, we're a long way from being the you know, the best players, payers in the league or anywhere close, but we'll give them a platform to play football, providing they sort of buy into the philosophy that uh, that John Coleman and Jimmy Bell uh, sort of abide by, and providing they buy into that, they will kick on, and sooner or later they will uh, they, they will go somewhere bigger and better, you know, and, and then and it goes on, it goes on again. Thanks for your time, Peter. We re- really appreciate you coming on the, the podcast. Um I, I just remembered that uh, it was the 20th anniversary, wasn't it, of uh, or 20, 20 years since they first came to the club. Of, of course, a little little break yes. when they uh, had did yeah. a bit of missionary work at Rochdale, but uh, that is that's yeah. quite some achievement for, for for the managerial duo, isn't it? They are a perfect fit at Accrington Stanley. In fact, in reality, they've done an absolutely remarkable job because you know to get Stanley from the Northern Premier League to League One. You know, they haven't been given a barrel load of money to do it with. You know, they've had to beg, steal, borrow, you know, the financial hardships over the years have been have been well documented. And uh, and now they've actually found an owner who, um, you know, they have a superb relationship with. They work very, very well together. Uh, but at least now they're getting some of the rewards their efforts over the last uh, 20 years have, have deserved, to be honest with you, as well as some of the plaudits that, that, they, that they, rightly, uh, they rightly deserve as well. I thought in years gone by that uh, John Coleman may have ended up, and I suppose if, if the cards have fallen a bit differently, maybe he, he may have become the Morgan manager at some point, given his, his, his yeah. previous connections. And of course, you never know what's going to happen in the future either. But uh, it's perhaps a little surprising that he's, he's not being on, maybe he has been, but he's not quite been on the uh, on that radar, on the, the path hasn't quite gone that way. Yeah, you never know how these things how these things come to pass. Really, obviously, he had a playing history at Morecambe and, and, and a very successful one at that. And uh, I know it's a club that, that he holds sort of very dear to his heart and with and with and with fond memories. And uh, I suspect I suspect that ship may well have sailed now because yeah. I, I, you know Andy Holtz even you know said even if Stanley got relegated this season, he he, he won't be changing his manager because there's nobody better. Yeah. And, and and the fans generally wouldn't disagree with that. Really, obviously, we, we, all clubs have balanced spells, but there's absolutely no pressure at all on the on the manager in terms of job security. You know, the, the Stanley fans, you know, know that he's the he, he's the man for the job. Effectively, whether it's uh, you know rain, rain, sun, or shine, really, I suppose. Well, let's look up, not down, then, Peter. Finally, mid-table at the moment. There's yep. still nearly half the season to go, of course. Yep. Let's have a couple of predictions from you then. Firstly, Saturday, 
I assume you're going to say a home win. Of course you are. And uh, can Accrington mount a late playoff push? I, I, I would hope we've got too much on, on Saturday, but uh, as I've always said, you know, any, anything can happen. But I suspect we might, might perhaps sneak a 2-1 or something like that. Uh, and yes, you know, we have got what it takes with Moshi Push. Obviously, it depends what happens in the rest of the transfer window. You know, if we get somebody in who can score a few goals, it would help. Uh, if Colby Bishop doesn't go, as Cole uh, Stockton doesn't go, then that would help. Um, you know, hopefully we can get one or two injuries back because, you know, Pitchard's not play- played now since the end of August, who's our main creator, who's been a big miss for us. Um, so, you know, any, any, anything is possible. Peter, thanks so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Um, finally, the sales pitch then, the official yep. Accrington Stanley Supporters Trust. Uh, where can we find out more about the work that you do? We have a website, uh, www.onstanleyon.com. Uh, we're on social media under the Supporters Trust on both Facebook and Twitter. Um, and we have a presence around the ground on match day. So, you know, come and say hello by all means. We, we're quite unique and we offer the an excellent match day experience for home at home and away fans will have the BMR key with live music before the game and after the game to which away fans and home fans are more than welcome to come and uh, come and mingle we've had some superb afternoons there with the likes of Rodham and Bolton and Sheffield Wednesday all the fans have got in the, in the marquee had a great sing song and really enjoy themselves and it's about football you know fans enjoying themselves regardless of what happens in the 90 minutes on the pitch I'll have to make sure I'm in no rush to get back then uh, next Absolutely. Saturday. I might just pop into the tent. Peter, thank you so much again. And uh, good luck for the rest of the season. Yeah, same to you guys. Thanks, Dirk. A huge thank you to Peter Leatham, the chair of the official Accrington Stanley Supporters Trust. Fascinating insight into the work they do and a great insight too into a massive Lancashire derby next Saturday afternoon. Shrimps Live will be in East Lancashire live at the Crown Ground, the build-up, and of course the whole game live. We're on air from 2.45 on FM and DAB Plus Digital Radio on Beyond Myself, Dave Salmon, joined as ever by Matt Smith for full coverage of Accrington Stanley against Morecambe in League One. We'll look forward to your company then. And that's just about it for this episode of the Shrimps Verdict Podcast. Thanks as ever for your ears and your downloads. We always, of course, appreciate them. Uh, Take care and we'll speak to you next time. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.